Congratulations and welcome to the third number three episode I can't believe Dave's number three. of the In the House podcast. My name is Evan Floyd and I am your host. And joining me as always, this time coming to you live from a polka festival just inside oh, of Argentinian borders, is my co-host, Andy Frederick. Hello, hello. It's Andy Frederick, ladies and it's... gentlemen. And we have not only made it to our third pa- podcast, we have also made it to Game Week. It Thank is God. finally Jesus. Game Week. All of the waiting, all of the anticipation, it. it has led us to this week where we will finally kick off for the first game of our defense of our USL championship. I believe the term is nut up or shut up. And that is what it is finally time to do. No more preseason. No more. No more practice. No, we're past all that. We're past all that. Practice. I'm talking about games. We're going to be playing this week at Slugger Field in front of a packed house. Compa damn titian. It's going to be real, and we cannot wait. Are you excited, bro? I am extremely excited. Not only am I excited about uh, the game being played this week, I'm also excited that later in this podcast, we will be featuring an interview oh, man. with brand new Lou City defenseman. We're talking about Alexi Swai. He's coming to us from France. By way of Bowling Green State University, <laughs> Bowling Green, Ohio. which is where everyone goes after they've been living in France. Everybody knows that it's pretty My. much the France of the Midwest. <laughs> it's I've heard, but some people call it that. If nothing else, Bowling Green State produces a heck of a soccer player because God, Alexi, geez. the highlights that we've seen look incredible. Meeting him today, he looks like he's in nice great shape. Kid. Super nice Such guy. Such a nice dude. Holy Super crap. nice guy. And I'm excited to watch him play. I can't wait until he's fully healed up. And that interview will be coming to you later in the podcast. But modest. first. Modest. He was modest. But first, as we like to do, we will be starting this podcast with the coin toss. The coin so, toss. Andy, if you will please do the honors. I hope you can hear me from Argentina. It's it's a long way for sound to track. Get the, get the polka music out of the background. All right, ready? Do it. Heads. heads! It's a first heads. on the In the House podcast. We have heads. If you'll remember, the first two coin tosses were tails. We were worried a little bit that it was going to be nothing but tails. I had. thought the coin was rigged, but it turns out that our official ceremonial coin can, in fact, it, flip ahead. The laws of statistics do apply. They've caught up to us, it's, and now it's heads. And heads, as you all know... Means that we'll be getting with a game preview, preview rather than a game review. And in this case, the game preview means that we'll be talking about the first game of the season. Oh, man. We're going to be talking about our matchup on Saturday at Slugger Field at 3 p.m. against Nashville Football Club. Nashville. Nash Vegas. Cashville, Cashville. if you will. I'm not worried about them. I've personally... Been drunk in Nashville, and it was a good time. Yeah. I've personally been drunk in Nashville with you. Yeah, we have. And it was a good time. God, that was years ago. It was. But yeah, it was a good time. Shout out to Corey Alderdice's bachelor party. We wore suits. We may, in fact, have to start calling this the In the House Bachelor Party Podcast. This is the second bachelor party we've referenced. But. Is it? Yeah, we talked about yours. Going to Vegas and missing the Cincinnati game. Right. Right, but right. we will forego you the gaudy details of our Nashville trip and tell you it was gross. that our matchup against Nashville this week is going to be an exciting one. They are a first-year team in the USL. Yeah, They are only going to be with us for a short time. They've already been selected without ever stepping on the field to go up to the MLS. Good for them. It might be next year. It might be two years from now. It could be three years from now. But proximity-wise, they're going to be a great rival. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's... Three years-ish yeah. of a solid rivalry. Easy drive down there to the games. Yeah, I have no doubt that uh, they're going to be excited for their first game in the professional ranks. Yeah. I have no doubt they'll travel well up to Louisville. we got to make sure that the fans show them a good time and also make them feel ridiculously uncomfortable. Good. We want them to have a blast, but we also want them to walk away knowing that we are better than they are. Yeah. yeah. Not just as soccer fans, but as people. Good, have a good time, but be demoralized. <laughs> We're going to see whether or not we can arrange with the Slugger Field staff to maybe cause a bad smell to be in their section. God. See if we can't arrange maybe uh, really uncomfortable seating just for one game. 
What uh, were the what were the what were the noisemakers? Oh, the, the Vufazela, yeah. I'm pretty sure those have been outlawed by all professional soccer uh, establishments. Fortunately, we play in a baseball field. Yeah. So, well, probably could sneak one in. We could sneak one in. We would get shot, but we could sneak one in. <laughs> but not only will we be having a great rivalry with this team that has already been selected to move up to MLS. Yep. It'll be a lot of fun actual games. Uh, this game, it's hard to preview since they are such a brand new team. Uh, we've only got a couple of uh, pra- uh, preseason games in the books for us to be able to compare it to. We look good, though. Uh, we look good, and they look good. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they also had an undefeated preseason. Uh, three uh, underwhelming-ish opponents, and also a match that ended up in a 2-2 draw against our arch-rival, the team from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cincinnati. <laughs> you said that there, dude. I did. I'm sorry, and I apologize to it's everyone. It's okay, man. I sorry. picked a winner. I picked Louisville. What do you think is worse, having lived in Cincinnati or being from Indiana? Uh, I think that having lived in Cincinnati was easily the worst part of that deal. Ugh. But, uh, so because it's difficult to preview the specific team, we will just tell you a, a specific highlight to Scouse's house which is that another one of our favorite goalkeepers <laughs> is the starter. Oh Their first God. signing. After Nashville became a club, got a club together, the first signing that they made was former favorite. Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, goalkeeper, uh, Mr. Pickens. Easy Pickens. Pickens. Slim Pickens. We... we had more chance for Pickens than we had for any other keeper oh in the entire gosh. league, and we're going to get to start the year off right with the easy Pickens. You have champ. to wonder though, like if you're if you're you know considering a career in soccer, really at this point you should probably ask yourself: Is it going to be easy to make fun of my name? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a professional athlete, does my name lend yeah, itself to he mockery? Did not do that. No, he did not. Maybe should have gone into accounting. I thought he was going to change his name to something like uh, awesome. Have your last name be uh, Lightning. Yeah, Lightning, because nobody yeah. could make fun of that. He went with. He stuck with Pickens, and it made it easy <laughs> on Gosh. us to be able to mock him. He is again an outstanding keeper. It yeah. makes sense that they picked <laughs> him. <laughs> it just it's like so easy. Even. <laughs> <laughs> It makes sense that they picked him to be their first signing. He's a good anchor to have, but uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun for mm-hmm. us in Scouse's house mm-hmm. to uh, lob some familiar and comfortable insults oh his way. Uh, hopefully we get off to uh, rattling him early. I'm going to make him cry. Early and often. Uh, but the team, it, it, it's slapdash because it had to be. They put this team yeah. together over the course of uh, one offseason, really. And in that time, they signed a lot of really good players, but they're disparate players. These are guys who yeah. haven't played together much. These are guys who are having to learn each other on the fly. And Not so, a lot of cohesion, but that's to be expected. Right. So while they signed a lot of, I mean, frankly, top-notch players, uh, none of them jump off the page as guys who've played together. Right. Don't have the continuity that a team like Lou City brings to the table after right. having played together for two, sometimes three years together yeah. already. And so we are... Crazy excited to get to watch that game. Uh, if you felt like this preview was lacking in X's and O's, that would be because it is. We don't know much about what Nashville plans on no. doing, what kind of formations they're going to be running, who the best players in their attack and defense will be. We just know that their uh, def- their keeper is fun to make fun of. What color is their uniform? Uh, dark blue and yellow is the color <laughs> they're going with. That's stupid. It's I'm not going to lie to you. It's a sharp-looking uniform. Don't. I saw the kit, and it's nice. I don't. No, I like man, it. Man, that's not. No. I hate to be complimentary of anyone but us. I mean, it's no purple, but it's it's a sharp-looking kit. It's clean and classic, and uh, after they are no longer in our league, I will, while not root for them, I will not root against them, unless they're that's horrible. Fair. Unless they're horrible while we're playing them. What unless if they're it, just jerks? And that's what I'm saying. Unless they turn out to be like Cincinnati where they're unlikable, Yeah. then if not, then I'll wish them all the best once they go up to the MLS. Yeah. I'm assuming that they're just going to be jerks. That's that a reasonable assumption of any team that is and not And I us. think those, uni- those are dumb colors. Those oh, are well, stupid. That, that's your opinion, man. Anything really outside of purple and gold, though, is 
seems like a foolish it's choice. It's just dumb. It's and just if dumb. you had chosen purple and gold, you'd be derivative, and nobody wants that. No. no. So there's just no, no there's winning. There's no winning. In my opinion, as far as like uniform aesthetics, we've already won. So why even play the season? Just quit. Everybody else can just, <laughs> just call it a day. Just forfeit. You're done. All right. That is uh, one way of looking at it. The other way. It's of looking a bad at way of looking at it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm like. I'm not. I'm, I, I understand that it's a bad way of looking at it. One other player of note. Uh, we will always try to highlight former Lou City players that mm-hmm. are on our opponents' teams, and this squad actually features former. Goalkeeper for Lou City, Micah Bledsoe, yeah. who uh, was, by all accounts, a, a real good dude on the squad last year. He didn't see playing time. It's tough when you're behind Greg and uh, Tim. Yeah. I mean, we frankly have two goalkeepers who could start for basically any team. And so being the third string guy is not a, not a position you relish. No. But uh, we're happy to see that he got picked up by another squad, and we hope that... Uh, he gets plenty of playing time this year. Maybe beats out easy pickings for mm-hmm. uh, the keeper spot in Nashville. That is our game preview. Talking about one. the first game of the season. God, I'm excited. I, I I can't describe to you how much I've been excited about this. And now it is it's here. a scant few days away. I can almost smell the tailgate. This is going to be a long week. It is. Monday crawling, was already long. Crawling up to that game is going to be a long and I might have to work Saturday morning, That's which is dumb. a crime against nature. Just quit. If I I might. If I have to work Saturday morning and have to miss the first game of the season tailgate, I don't know. I might just... Uh, I mean, did you explain to them what was going on? Like, did you say, hey, here's a deal? I have. I actually called the planning department and said, I'm not going to miss the game regardless. Like, I'll be done by two. But, but the tailgate will be done by two. I gotta, I gotta get out there. I gotta have a couple of pregame brews. There's gonna be in the Scouse's house tailgate. I've already been told there's gonna be some purple punch being handed out. I've already seen that there are brand spanking new cornhole boards with the Lou City logo that are sharp. They're good looking. There's gonna be snacks. I've been told that uh, the Lou City Scouse's house uh, team has pulled out all the stops that there might be a seven-layer dip in the shape of Slugger Field. <laughs> that is not even that is not even an exaggeration. That's a thing that will exist. Thank you to the Allward family because I might not even eat it. I just want to see it. God, get that Pepto ready. Exactly. Oof. All right. So, now that we are all excited about the games to come, let's talk about the games that have passed. We were speaking to you live... In the last podcast, during our preseason match against Lipscomb, we already updated you that it was a 3-0 victory for the boys in purple. Oh, surprise, surprise. They did great. Uh, by all accounts, played very well that night. Yep. Had a lot of cohesion. Got another two goals from Magram. Magnus Rasmussen has come to play this yeah. preseason. Also, can we just take a minute and acknowledge that his nickname is Magram? Couldn't like, be better. Could you? <laughs> you couldn't have, like... Sat down and decided, like, what am I going to call myself? Yeah. Magram. You, I mean, Perfect. you know, you put it up against stuff like Pickens. It's just... <laughs> it's, it's, no, nobody's making fun of Magram. No, man. Everybody's no, making fun Magram of Pickens. Magram might steal your girlfriend. He might. Frankly, I think he already has. He, and then, and you're not even mad at that. No, you're like, no, I get it. No, I get it. It's Magram. It's Magram. He's already scored, scored three goals this preseason. Uh, had a great run of form. Hopefully that carries over into the season. And I think he may have done enough, uh, all told, to get back into the starting lineup and uh, be yeah. our uh, our central uh, attacking There will be no surprise there. It won't be. Although, one of the other people in the running for that scored in our 1-1 draw against St. Louis, uh, and that would be Niall McCabe, who has also scored three goals this preseason. Man, it, I love... The uh, the width and breadth of our talent. Yeah, I know. It's just exciting to know that a goal can come from anywhere. We had a goal. We had a game that Luke Spencer scored two goals. Yeah. We've had Kyle Smith score goals. We've gotten a couple from Magram, a couple from Nile. Yeah. It's been. Uh, I know Cam scored a goal. It's been an embarrassment of riches. I, I am embarrassed by our riches. <laughs> it's 
it's fantastic. And uh, that game against St. Louis, I was lucky enough to drive out to Evansville to take that game in with yeah. a couple of other members of Scouse's house. Uh, we represented ourselves well. We already angered at least one side judge. Good. Yeah, he uh, he he walked funny, and he shouldn't have done that in front no, of us. No, no, that, that was for a poor choice. And also, he missed the uh, illegal throw-in, and we did not let him hear the end of that. So, mm-hmm. uh, all told, uh, our 14-year-old line judge had a rough night. He needs to do a better job. Yes, and frankly, he should have thought of that before he yeah. showed up. Walk walk normal. Yeah. You know? Just, yeah. Just walk normal. Yeah, I mean, see the forest through the trees. Right. But uh, the game itself was a, it was, frankly, it was a little bit of a sloppy affair. It was cold, and it was windy, yeah. and the field was not in perfect condition. Uh, thanks to the University of Evansville for hosting, seriously. But uh, the field, there, there, were, there were some dry spots. We gave up a goal in the first half on uh, a back pass from Paco to Greg, and the pass... It wasn't a bad back pass. It maybe came in a little hot, but the field, it skipped over a foot, and we gave up an old own goal, and you just felt like it was completely against the run of play. Yeah. And you, you, know, ha- you hate to come away losing two points over you know something that just seemed innocuous in the moment. Still like that happens, though. I mean, but, you know, I say get it out of the way now. Sure. Get it out of the way now. Yeah, just the little easy stuff to correct. Uh, it, was, it was more bad luck than anything else, and uh, I feel like it's not representative of either no. of either Greg or Paco. Oh, you feel like that was a once a year kind of a thing, and then we got it out of the way in the preseason. Yeah, it's uh, like sneezing during a movie. It's just like that. It doesn't always happen. Doesn't You're always embarrassed happen. when it does. It, but you know, and you there are on. a couple people who are angry, but really everybody gets it. Everybody's you move fine. on. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the game itself, uh, not. It was chippy, I think is the best way to put it. There was there was some frustration on both sides. There were some unnecessarily rough tackles. Some players had to be separated a couple yeah. of times. It was chippy. Uh, I think that they were a little upset that they're only playing once this year than it was yeah. in the preseason. But you always get kind of a... Yeah, a little something going on. All right. right. And it kind of the, riles up the fans a little more. Like, the last... Oh. Yeah, the last preseason game, you're starting to get that competitive feel. Yeah. It was our first game against uh, another USL side. They had to have really felt amped up a little bit. Yeah. The crowd was great. The Coopers brought, you know, dozens of folks out for the game. The St. Luligans brought out dozens of people for the game. I'd say it was well attended, uh, probably, I, I don't have official numbers. So this Just is make something purely up. an estimate. Guess. Around 90,000? <laughs> it was around 90,000. That sounds right. Uh, I would have guessed higher, but... 90,000, it was basically like a game in uh, in Camp New. Right. Bar- it, was, it was basically yeah. like that. That makes sense. No, it was... I, I'd say there were probably uh, 1,500 people at the game, maybe. Uh, which is a preseason, for a preseason game, game I mean. in college and not a home game for either team. Everybody yeah. who was there was traveling. Perfectly respectable. And it was a lot of fun. It was a good environment, and the players, you could tell they were taking it seriously. They, they all wanted to win that King's Cup, yeah. even if it was just for preseason uh, bragging rights. And like we discussed on the last pod, I think zero, uh, 1-1 tie, they don't get to take the King's no, Cup for a tie. No, it's So we, we retain it for another year. You I got that much closer, and I we didn't were very proud it, of you, but no. I didn't see it handed out, so I don't know if there was an official... Uh, presentation of the King's Cup this year, but I'm going to assume that we retain it because what else would be fair? No, yeah, you don't get it for almost beating us. That's, mm. No. But <laughs> you, you, played a, you played a perfectly good draw, and uh, that's fine. I don't think you should be embarrassed about it, no. and I think you should feel comfortable with no, the whole yeah. thing. You don't get it, but... No. <laughs> Unfortunately, in this game, we did not get to see the uh, season premiere of Rookie Sensation, from Bowling Green State University, Alexi Swai. Uh, we would have loved to have gotten to see him out on the field. I know he wanted to be out on the field. And uh, we are fortunate enough now to throw you to our interview, mm-hmm. which took place earlier this yeah. evening. Yeah, yeah. It was a tough interview to get because we, the location we picked, you would call it different. Yeah. Different. We decided to go with um, the border of a somewhat active volcano in the Pacific Islands of Chile. It was. We just wanted to mix it up a little bit. There was an element of danger. Yeah, which is strange because there's apparently a coffee shop up there. 
because if you hear people ordering coffee in the background, coffee is extremely popular in the uh, volcanic islands yeah, of Chile. which makes sense. You have that volcanic soil. It's, you know, it's... it's makes a for a coffee. good coffee. Bean. It actually does make for good coffee, but, you know, they live life differently down there, and we had a good time, and he was great to interview, so... He was gracious, he was kind, but we'll let you hear, for, hear it for yourself. Our first interview with one of the Loose City players. Please enjoy Mr. Alexis Swahi. And now, Scouse's House in the House podcast would like to welcome in our very first player guest. That is Mr. Alexi Swahi. Alexi, thanks so much for joining us. We're glad you could be here. Thank you, guys. All right. We are sitting in a Heine Brothers. If the background noise annoys you, well, this is my fault and no one else's. No, we, we tried cursing at everybody to get them to be quiet. It didn't work. And it, so now here we are. It's, uh, it's cheap audio equipment, so I blame myself. But uh, Alexi, really, we're so thrilled that you could be here, you and so uh, you get to start for the first game is this Saturday for Na- against Nashville here in Louisville. We're so excited to get to watch. We know that uh, leg injury is probably going to keep you out for this one. Uh, how how is the leg? Uh, the leg is getting. Like, I'm getting through it, uh, managing it with uh, Scott, our trainer. Uh, right now, uh, to the point where I'm like, I start running again. I start like. Passing again, juggling, doing like, I'm staying simple, doing simple things right now. Nice. But I'm going through it. I will, uh, hopefully I will get back uh, soon and come back stronger and ready to help the team. Well, we can't wait to see on the pitch. Uh, Andy and I got to watch a lot of the highlights of your college career. You uh, starred at Bowling Green State University. Uh, and the thing that I was most impressed by of the entirety, besides the goals, besides the great uh, aerial challenges, you also, I couldn't believe this, your senior year you played every single minute. Is that accurate? I think it's pretty accurate, yeah. That means that, means that you're an <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah. That's, that's an Iron Man. That's every single that's minute. Insane, dude. A, not only did your coach not want to take you off, but B, you never got hurt once the entire year? Yeah, I got fortunate. Like, I've been, I went through college without any injuries, so I've been fortunate with it. And then, of yeah. course, your first, uh, your first <laughs> professional experience here. Yeah. yeah, my first year in the professional, and I have to get through my first injury. So. Well, thanks for saving it for us. <laughs> no, but watching those highlights, I, I couldn't believe some of the some of the challenges that you made. You are a yeah. uh, how would you describe your playing style? To me, it looked like you are a, uh, a hard nosed defender, and uh, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to watching you on the ball. Is that how you think of yourself? Yeah, I, I think uh, first of all, like as a defensive player, like I use my athleticism mm-hmm. to, to get to duels. But I also like to have the ball on my feet and create create passes forward, like create actions from the back. And sure, a lot of good through balls in those highlights. I looked like you really like springing a guy for the attack when you were playing back there. Yeah, that was a that was one of my main things I was working on to, to going to college, like finding the guys up front and. Well- I know that uh, last year we had a lot of really good success with uh, Tosh and uh, Paco playing some nice through balls for our uh, our wingers and for our uh, midfielders. So we're hoping we're going to see some more of that from you. Do you think that'll be accurate? Yeah, I hope I hope I will do the best. We'll see. <laughs> I'm also really looking forward to. I already mentioned aerial duels. Uh, it seems like you're really comfortable going up for balls in the box. Is that something that you work on specifically? A uh, really good player in the air is what it seems like. Uh, yeah, in college I was. Uh, I mean, the only way you can make your stats go, your stats going as a defender is mm. getting to the set pieces and getting on the scoreboard. So. Well, that's so important in a three-man back line. And it looked like that's what you guys played in uh, at BGSU. Is that what yeah, you guys played? I played uh, for three years in a back three, back three system, and I've been comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> I know that you guys have probably practiced a little bit of both, playing three and four back man, four man back lines for uh, Coach O'Connor. You don't have any preference as to whether it's three or four at the back. No, I have no. To be honest, I have no preference because uh, I've been playing PDL as well besides college, and we're playing in the back four. And so I, I and even in my academy back home, I got used to playing the back four. So I'm comfortable with both formations. Well, that's really good news. Being being versatile like that is so important. 
Uh, but really, that's about as technical as uh, Andy yeah. and I really go. Yeah. That's that's the bottom of our barrel in terms of being able to talk about technique. Stuff, no, it's fine. You've said uh, before that one of the things that drew you to Global City was the culture of the team. Like, what about the culture of the team? Because we all know it's great. What to you stood out the most? Well, it was uh, through the phone calls with uh, with the coaches. Like most of the conversation was all about the culture before any like tactics or any technical like side of the game. Wow. So like as like when when coaches talk to you about culture, it just mm-hmm. like it just comes to your mind like it's all about like doing everything for your teammates and yeah. like it's all about the team first and not the individual. So that's what stood stood out like to me when uh, when I got to call the coaches and talk to them. Right. right. So you felt comfortable that uh, they had similar goals in mind for their culture as what you wanted to put forward for a team? Yeah, like from my college experience, like at Bowling Green State, it was the culture as well. Like it was a similar culture in college. So going forward, like uh, in a professional environment, I was looking for a similar, similar perception of the game with all of like the culture first. And okay. Well, that's great. And uh, we all know that uh, Coach O'Connor likes to have a very cohesive team. We've seen that for the last couple of years, getting to root for LCFC. But one thing that we don't ever get to know about is what what's a general day of training like for you guys? Is it just uh, is it just a ton of running? Is it a ton of technical stuff? Is it a little of everything? Uh, wow. When we were down in IMG, it was a, I would say it was a lot of running. <laughs> uh, we got to, to get on the ball too, but it was a lot of running. And Nobody wants to be yeah. the first team that gets yeah. tired. <laughs> For sure. And uh, since we got back here, um, we've trained a lot about like tactical, like getting ready like to play, like getting ready for that first game. And I, I believe this week we will be all about na- like tactics, uh, like how to beat Nashville this week. Sure, weekend, so. mm-hmm. sure. Well, I heard a rumor, a rumor, that uh, while you were down there at IMG, that uh, you were setting all kinds of crazy paces for the mile run. Is that about right? That you are, uh, that you're a, a terrifying beast when it comes to the mile. <laughs> there, there, there are some good runners on the team. It was, uh, it, it, it was tough to like be as good as them. So okay, yeah. okay. He's being modest He's, about this. I, I heard that the numbers were pretty crazy. You can just say I'm a badass. Like, no, it's fine. You can just say it. There are, we have good runners on the team. <laughs> See, this is the culture of the team here he was talking is. about. There that it's is. team first and not Anybody Alexi else, first. You know, I'm the best. Everybody else go to hell. I don't care. But uh, when we, also when we talk about the culture of the team, it also leads us to the question of the, your culture in general. You are a uh, transplant from France. Uh, how did you end up coming to America to play soccer? Uh, at, at first, it was out of nowhere. I was uh, I was in my academy trying to make it pro there. Yeah. And me, halfway through my last season, I had a meeting with coaches and I was talking about like the next step. And they, they were like, "Yeah, we don't think you're gonna make it to the pros in in, in this in this club." So. I was looking like to uh, like having a second chance like somewhere. And sure, right. Have a have a, an ex teammate who was playing college in Greensboro. Okay. Uh, so he contacted me. Was like, hey, I know someone that can help you like coming here in the U.S. So uh, he was like, yeah, you might check it out. It and, worked uh, out all right. Yeah, I yeah, guess. We worked out. Yeah. All conference player at Bowling Green <laughs> State, and now uh, selected to play for a USL side, a USL championship side. Yeah. It's got to be uh, fun to come to a team that's already got a track record of success. Yeah, I mean, it's very exciting. I mean, I couldn't ask for more. To be honest, probably the best club team that I could sign for in the US. Is there any kind of like intimidation coming to them I've always I'm, I'm curious about that like coming from uh, with us being such a new team and coming off a, cha- a championship like is there kind of like a, the added like for real though I need to be like pressure badass like is there an added um, amount of I mean there is pressure on us I would say because we are the championship team and I think everyone wants to like beat us mm-hmm. you got that target you know? on your back so yeah, yeah we, we are the target team so we know that and we have to be aware, like constantly aware about it. And I think we are prepared for it. If you, I'll tell you what, just so you know, if you want us to fight anybody, <laughs> 
Scouse's house is always down for a scrap. <laughs> I will absolutely get arrested for you, is what I'm saying. Okay? <laughs> Thanks, Just, like, Point to somebody, <laughs> give me like a crow flies at midnight, and I'll. Our, uh, our, Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> you always know if you need, if you need to have a mob mentality, you come oh, down man. towards the, you came to the right place, my friend. <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs> so, uh, we had the president of Scouse's house, Michael Scouse Bromelow on our podcast last week. And, uh, he informed us that, uh, in your honor this week, he had in the mail received the French flag, which will be, uh, flying mm-hmm. proudly for you. Uh, this week and all of the weeks this year at uh, Slugger Field. Uh, have we talked to, to the PA guys about having the French national anthem played? And I haven't talked about it. Do you want us it, to learn it? We can. I mean, that would be great, but... I'll, I'll see what we can do. We'll just start to see. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun with the American accent. <laughs> exactly. Well, we have a member of Scouse's house, Jason Sissel, who it is fluent. fluent in French. Yeah. Oh, really? And uh, I think that he would probably be able to teach it to us after his uh, three summers of living there. So uh, we'll have to introduce you and see if we can start a groundswell of support for the French national anthem. <laughs> we'll, we can good. get real drunk on French wine. We can do that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. He yeah, was... I mean, we, we were curious uh, what region of France you were from and uh, if there were any good wines that came from there. Uh, from the region I'm from, I would say it's uh, more the beer region. Yes. Not the wine region, but I know some wine brands. <laughs> Did you ever venture into, I mean, you know, France is arguably the most renowned wine producing country in mm-hmm. the world, arguably. There's some, but, <laughs> you know, did you ever, I mean, you had access to stuff that in america wine geeks would love to get their hands on like is there anything that you would drink like if you were drinking wine this has nothing to do with soccer <laughs> i immediately is, realized that this is purely this is because just, my co-host is a sommelier and just had just to ask a french guy curiosity what, what would you drink if you were home what would you drink well you know in my family like when we have like family event like christmas and yeah. stuff like wine is the main drink you know yeah. so we would have like Red wine for mm-hmm. red wine for dinner and like white wine for like seafood and stuff. Yeah. So he already knows right. what he's doing. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, better than us. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for damn sure. <laughs> so we're coming up on the season opener against Nashville, and that means that we've just finished the preseason slate. And uh, Lou City went uh, undefeated, uh, three wins and a tie during the preseason, and uh, the. F- Second game that we played was actually against a team that you're familiar with. So uh, we played Northern Kentucky University, and you had to have wanted to get on the field for that game. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was pretty sad to miss like most like most of the preseason games, and especially that game because had fun, I had fun on that field. Uh, that was my junior year. definitely your biggest scoring game in your college career. You got two goals, including the game tying goal and then the game winning goal. Which has to be a thrill for a defenseman. Yeah, as a defensive player, like scoring two goals is something that doesn't happen every weekend. So. <laughs> no, but it's exciting, and it happened against Northern Kentucky University. And so, uh, watching the guys out there uh, had to have given you a little jolt and uh, said, "This is a field that I, I play well on." <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. We got the win, so like that. Uh, that made me happy. I mean, they managed it without you yeah. this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're hopeful that uh, we're hoping that uh, Slugger Field becomes another field that you can't wait to get out and play on. Oh, Have you yeah. gotten to be out on the field at Slugger yet? No, yeah. Like I walk too. Like every time, every day. Like when we walk in the lo- when we walk in the locker room to practice, and uh, I get to see it every day, and I'm like, man, <laughs> just want to get out there. I just can't wait. Well, we can't wait to see you, and uh, I will recommend right now. That when you get out on the field for your first uh, your first real warm up out on Slugger Field, that you take pay special attention to the infield, the uh, the infield cutout because you know it's a baseball stadium yep. and we have the the where the dirt would normally be. They've got a different kind of turf. Yeah. And uh, we take bets about how many times people are going to slip on that turf. <laughs> And it's fun to watch the opposing team, but uh, especially coming off of a leg injury, we need you to be really yeah, careful. careful just, yeah. <laughs> I would be careful. Just People be mindful. Are, That's yeah. all we're saying. Just that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alexi, we really appreciate you coming on with us, having a conversation. We can't wait to watch you play this year. And uh, you can be 100% certain that the guys above the flags in the patio deck, Scouse's house, will be rooting for you the whole season. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for Thank you welcoming much, me. Ah, we can't wait. Thanks very much. Thank you. 
so that was our interview with Alexi Swahi. Great guy. Such a good dude. He, so it kills me how modest he is about how much of a badass he is. You can tell. If you go back and watch some of the clips, they're on YouTube. You can watch him play. We've heard legitimate rumors, not just from you know uh, other fans, from front office guys. We have heard that uh, his running and his playing is beastly. Yeah. I've used the word monster. beast to describe him a couple of times, and he looks like a beast, but... Man, gentle giant. Oh he gosh. was friendly, and uh, we were thrilled to have him on the podcast. Yeah. And thank you to again to Alexi for joining us. Yeah. It uh, could have was, been more fun. He was great. Man, he was good. Next week on our podcast, uh, our guest will uh, be, one again, one of our Scouse's House regulars. And uh, we will look forward to giving you another interview with a player come April. Yeah. But interviews are a lot of fun. They are. But they do not soothe an aching stomach. Do you know what does, Andy? What does? Purple stuff. <laughs> it's time for purple stuff. I don't know if soothe is a word I would use. But... America's favorite podcast segment. There was a vote last week, and it is not the WTF podcast. It is not a podcast <laughs> featuring famous people or sports of uh, more international renown. No, 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 no. America's favorite podcast segment. Purple stuff. Purple stuff. I can't document that, but I'm telling you it's true. Purple stuff. So we've got news from the past week in City, the City world. Uh, first up is the final signing. After weeks of dancing around it, we have officially signed Sean Francis, a.k.a. Fight Club. We couldn't talk about it. And the that's, first rule. That's the first rule. You can't talk about it. And uh, all credit goes to uh, the uh, internet community. Mm -hmm. I believe it was the Coopers who came up with calling him Fight Club. Fantastic nickname. And he embraced it. We uh, gave him a shout-out of being a Fight Club at the game in Evansville, and he loved it. Uh, so, Sean Francis, he's a defenseman. He is a winger. He is a midfielder. He's versatile. Fast. Really fast. Yep. It looks good on the ball. I've seen him have a couple of nice crosses. He has played on the international uh, Jamaican team with Speedy Williams. Ah, so there's a nice Louisville connection there. There we go. He spent the last couple of seasons bouncing around the MLS, and it is nice to have somebody of his caliber join the team. Dangerous. He is. He's dangerous. dangerous. I think that he'll, he'll fit in great in the uh, spots, being able to finally have a sub for Oscar and for Kyle, yeah. who... Man, they have been Ironmen for us in the number of minutes they've played the last year or so. And it'll be great to have somebody else who can be playing on those uh, defensive wing mm -hmm. positions, uh, being able to make some great passes What's in. What's his number? I don't, he, honest to goodness, he's been playing without a number on his back. And so he's been playing on the, with the blank jersey. I do not know. It's just I, a skull. It's just he like, doesn't have a just, number. It's just a skull. <laughs> and finally, number skull, <laughs> Sean Francis. No, he, he's looked great. We got to see him in the first preseason game. Uh, I watched him again in Evansville, mm -hmm. and uh, he looks like he's going to be an outstanding addition to the team. Be able to plug him in. Uh, he relieves a lot of worries about any depth issues that we might have had because I truly feel like he could play any of four or five positions on the pitch and you don't lose a thing and you may gain something. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see if he starts. I'll be interested to see who he starts over. Uh, so that'll be something to keep an eye on in the upcoming uh, Nashville game, whether or not uh, yeah. he's in the starting 11. We're, you know, we're like, we're kind of like the Swiss Army Knives of soccer. Mm -hmm. City mm -hmm. You got a lot of guys who can play a lot of different positions. Yeah, like, got a lot of stuff going on. But oh, they can make something happen. Well, and Alexi just said he doesn't mind playing in a four-man yeah. backline or a three-man backline. You got to feel that way about McMahon after yep. what we've seen out of him that he could play in either. Uh, you know that Tosh loves running up the side. He's made, <laughs> he does. He's made some runs when we were playing in a three-man back where you go, he needs to get back on defense. Yeah. I think that he'll be excited about a little bit maybe more freedom once he mm -hmm. gets out there. It's it's going to be exciting to watch and see what we can do. Uh, you feel like. Obviously, Luke and Cameron really have only one yeah. place they can play. Yeah, but, but everyone else, I would feel completely confident if you told me they were going to be starting one or two spots over from yeah. where they would normally be. And so uh, the starting 11 will be instructive. We'll learn a lot this week yeah. from who he runs out there. Uh, Coach O'Connor has got some tough decisions to make this week. Mm -hmm. 
after the season Oscar had last year, I don't know how you could possibly not start him. You know. After what Kyle's done for us, leading the team in minutes last year, I don't know how you don't start yeah. him. But Sean Francis has got a caliber of pedigree that we haven't seen before in terms of international play. Yeah, I'm super curious to see him play. And so it'll be interesting to find out if he uh, if he gets the start and uh, who will start in the offensive midfield. If mm-hmm. Brian Owen becomes back healthy, uh, you wonder if he maybe doesn't get the start just because he's lost so much of the preseason. Yeah. And uh, that same holds with Alexi, where maybe he is the beast we think he is. But if... You know, he hasn't played at all. Do you really trust running a rookie out there when you've seen great things out of McMahon in the preseason? Yeah. I feel like guys like that, though, um, are best utilized almost as, like, for lack of a better term, like, secret weapons. Sure. Like, see what happens here. Like, Nobody's, you, like, they might come on as a great sub, too. Yeah. Being able to say, let's change this game around by showing you something new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alexi didn't think he'd probably play this week. But we're likely to get him back for mm-hmm. the week after, or the at least the third week. I think I he feels like he'll be there. Yeah, he told us he was going to go and get a nap. Yeah, hopefully uh, that rests up and he's able to get back out on the pitch soon. But it'll be fascinating to find out he's who's gonna playing Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next item up for discussion on our purple stuff is that I. In the mail today, received my season tickets. I did not. I got my season tickets. I got my new scarf. I did not. It looks good. The season tickets look good. Any of that stuff. And I really don't want to have to fight a mailman. I'm just saying. (laughs) If you haven't seen Andy chase a federal employee down the street, you need to stop by his house this week where you will be able to find... Andy chasing down his mail. It's a surprising amount of nudity because I really feel like I can like channel my aggression better if I'm just naked. So that makes sense. You know, sometimes you just have to chase people if, naked. If I were like, you, I would be angry when I was naked too. But that's oh, okay. just uh, oh, you see okay. what I did there. I see what you did. I, I took a different direction. I am angry when I'm naked. No, the season tickets came out. Uh, I know there's been a lot of conversation about when they would arrive. Some people ordered them uh, much earlier yes. in the year, and they feel like, hey, it should be here by For game week. Real though, maybe give me my tickets, please. But uh, I know the change over to SeatGeek from the old supplier has uh, changed, has caused some of the delay. But I'm telling you that I can personally guarantee that there are tickets out in the mail. Because I have received mine. I will be legally allowed into the first match. Mm-hmm. They won't be able to stop me if they follow the rules of uh, general protocol. Because I have tickets. Give me your tickets. I might give you my Just tickets. in case. And also, uh, the, the team is handing out uh, four free passes this season. Yeah, which season is huge. Oh, it's a great idea. Oh my god, yeah. It's like we've discussed before that once you bring somebody to a game... Their odds of not coming back are minimal. It's the best marketing strategy. Get them in the I house. I think that they've just here's a here's a free ticket. You don't have Show to do up. anything. Here's a ticket. Just come once. And it's it's a lot like drugs in that way. Yeah. You give them the first one free, and they'll keep coming back. Yeah. Not that we would advocate that sort of never, thing. ever, ever unless you're college, but never, but never. But we uh, we we firmly believe that if you show up to one game. You are coming back for two, and you're probably coming back for the rest of the season. It's addictive. So, good stuff in that respect. Our third issue on the docket for uh, Purple Stuff is last week was the St. Paddy's Day Parade here in Louisville, (laughs) which is a calamitous drunken escapade. More Bible studies than you thought there would be. Well, it it is really more tame than people give it credit for. It really is. It really is. I mean, you still get the, you know, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. Why shouldn't I have a shot and a beer? (laughs) Followed by another three shots and three beers. No, the the St. Paddy's Day Parade was fantastic this past weekend. I did not get to attend as I was as has been mentioned, mm-hmm. at the Evansville-St. Uh, Louis match. Yeah. But uh, my co-host Andy got to be I a did. participant. It was good. When I say participant, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that he was present. I drank, I imbibed. <laughs> along the parade route. On the parade route. All right, and did you see any, uh, any parade passers-by that you thought were noteworthy? Uh, we saw the Coopers. Okay, great. 
Coopers were out in force. And, uh, uh, we saw Scouse. Mr. The Michael Scouse, Scouse which, you know, along with a few other members of Scouse's yeah. house, made the, uh, made the march along with the Coopers. Majestic. Is well, the word that I would use for the, for them for Scouts House? I mean, I mean, sure. The new yeah. banner was uh, was looking sharp. Yeah, yeah it, it looked good. Um, I thought the, the I thought the the doves and the golden light from heaven was right. a good touch. Well, I don't even know how you arranged that because you know I didn't question it for a second. I was like, how did, no, that's a lot of doves. It's a surprising amount of doves. I've seen pictures. Uh, the fireworks weren't shocking. No, everybody expected that. Um, I think the the fire dancers they had last year too. Sure. So that was um, a repeat. But this was green fire this year, which I thought was a good touch. That is. Yeah. And um, the shamrocks growing behind every footstep. Yes. Yeah. I mean that's that's just that's attention to detail that you don't get from it's the every parade. Things. It's the little things like that that really add to an experience. No, I, I think it's fantastic though that uh, Scouse. That the Coopers at LCFC all invest in stuff that is mm-hmm. uh, Louisville centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Louisville is truly a part of the the firmament of the uh, of the town. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an institution. The mayor was there. And the mayor, well, Mayor Fisher doesn't miss anything that has to do with Lou City. And as far as I'm concerned, at this point, the St. Patrick's Day Parade is really just an excuse for Lou City to show off. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. no, it's it's great that uh, the team and the supporters groups really are investing in what happens in the community and uh, the things that the community cares about. And yeah. One of them is the St. Patrick's Day Parade. All jokes about drinking aside, all jokes about uh, the level of uh, debauchery that occurs on these parade routes these days. It is actually a fun experience for the kids. The beads are fun. I've marched in this with Scouse's house in the past, with the O'Connell mm-hmm. family, also another uh, Scouse's house institution, uh, and everybody just has a great time, yeah. and uh, it's it's a lot of fun for everybody. My wife involved. snuck into a house party. Just snuck into a random house she, party? Yeah. I mean, so the bar that we were at, uh, next door, was a house party going on, and she, no joke, she looked me square in the eye and said, I'm going to take these beers, and I'm going to go to that house party. I'm going to use that bathroom because it's not gross. Oh. And, you know. It's just good thinking. It is good thinking. She's smart. She she's, is. She's well, a lot, smart a lot smarter than you. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like frustratingly smarter than Miles. you. Miles. I asked her to be. Miles my, ahead of me. I asked her to be my co-host, and she wisely shot me down. Yeah. You, well, being not as smart, agreed to participate. And I, re- I just regret it every single hour. But um, no. She the, made it to that house party, though. That's great. The, uh, the, the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Always a classic in Louisville, and we uh, mm-hmm. we're glad that Scouse's House, the Coopers, and Lou City are we're all uh, participating in it mm-hmm. again this year. And people were excited to see him. Like all joking aside, when you start seeing the you, people start seeing the purple and the gold, mm-hmm. and, and the you know the Coopers had the smoke, of course, and, and the drums going, the, the drums going, like force. people, people like you could see the people who actually go to the games, like you could tell the people who were LCSC getting excited, hard, like they were like, yeah, yeah. It, like it was awesome, well, it was so nice. good, yeah. Well, I wish I had been there, but I also will never give up a game experience if I don't have to. So. That's fair. And with the family in Evansville, it just made the trip make more sense. Right. So, that was our effervescent, delicious purple stuff. Oh, man. Slightly it, sparkling. It, it, it tingles as it goes down, That's that good. purple stuff. And coming out. Oh, well, I try not to talk about that. <laughs> I don't that like might to be a different... I don't like to work blue, Andy. <laughs> that might be a different thing. I like to work purple. I understand. All right. Now, as much as America loves purple stuff, the thing that really gets my juices a-flowing is banter. Oh, God. And it is time to banter. We have got just enough time for us to banter about the only thing that makes sense to banter about during the first week of the season. The season is starting. It is time to get excited about this season. Four days. We asked Scouse last week what his expectations were for the team this Mm -hmm. year, but you and I didn't really get into it. No, we didn't, did we? And so this is the time for us to banter about what we... What our... Yeah, what we A, want from the team, B, expect from the team, and C, really think is really possible. What's going to happen? Not just, where are we finishing? Like, are we top of the table again? Are we champions again? Do we maybe backslide in the championship season? yeah. Yeah. This is stuff that needs to be discussed. I need your opinion on it. Now, I bring Andy on the podcast, A, because his wife refused, yes. and B, because 
Andy gives us the casual fans real real voice. What does the person who maybe doesn't appreciate whether or not uh, we're playing with a false nine, what does that fan want from the team this year and think might be happening? More nudity. Well, yeah. I would like to see... There was way less nudity last year than expected. I would like to see a streaker at some point. Okay. That will not be coming from Scouse's house because no. we My, will never... Honestly, odds are, Mayor Fisher. <laughs> he, is, <laughs> he is a huge fan. I see him just getting... Because here's the thing. If you've never met Mayor Fisher, he's awesome. Like, dude is legit. He's super cool, super easy to talk to. Um... But he, he's got that twinkle in his eye. He's got a little wild streak. He might do something just wild. Ass. When he decides he doesn't want to run again, I think that's, that's when, when he'll we get start it. running. That's when we get it. Yeah. With, Pants off. Well, just. I'm thinking probably flesh-colored bodysuit. Mayor Fisher, while wild, is also, you know, he's a family man. Well, he doesn't want to embarrass anybody either. No. So. <laughs> no joking aside, if you know Mayor Fisher and he would <laughs> For him to be a guest on the Scouse's House podcast, I bet he, I bet we can get him on here. I we're gonna send strongly suggestive emails to Mayor we Fisher's can office. Go to his office. You don't have to do anything. And we're gonna make it super easy for him. Do a, a light lunch, uh, and then we will lob him softball after softball about oh why soccer's fun and what it, it means would, to it the will city. Be the easiest mayoral interview he's ever done. And then we will launch into the brutally oh difficult questions. <laughs> just, just, just really sticking him Corner to it. him. And then we go national with it. <laughs> no, Mayor Fisher, if you're out there, we do not think you're going to streak and we you're would love to have streak. you on the podcast. You're not going to streak. <laughs> we assume you're not going to streak. But beyond more nudity, what do you really think is going to happen this season? Honestly, um, from what limited knowledge I admittedly have, of the actual game of soccer. Um, you know, you go into a season like this coming off a, a championship and it's like, obviously, you got a target on your back. Sure. So, I'm not saying it's, like, I don't know if it's going to be like rougher games or if teams are going to be more aggressive, but it just seems like no, like across the board and like well now we're going to be the biggest game on that, these other guys schedules. yeah exactly it's like it's it's they're going to play different it, they're I think that they're going to be more aggressive just in general yeah I think I would, it won't surprise me to see them be more aggressive mm-hmm. it won't surprise me to see more set pieces more shots on goal like they're going to be come, they're going to be gunning for us sure and so when we pick up all these dudes it just it makes me feel you know pretty good about it though like okay. as much as you like you think that the new blood is gonna I help really us weather do. this storm we had a, his nickname is fight club for christ that's pretty good that's pretty good it's hard. fight club and magram i don't know about you but if i'm playing them <laughs> yeah sounds, there's an intimidation factor it sounds like a pretty good gang fight yeah, club dude, and magram fight club that and could be magram. a that could be a buddy cop show and your peanut gallery is scouse's house yes and that is us and dude, like I'm not saying I'm just saying we are brutal. Like, have you really listened to us? I, I try not to. God, we are brutal, it, dude. I, it would make me cry, but I'm a gentle soul. And you know, it's always and it, you know we've said it time and time again. You get the you get the keepers who hear and they you kind of get the look the 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 dirt the the stink eye. But sometimes you get the the clap. And I always love the guys who turn around and clap toward us and acknowledge like you hey. know. That was fun. Yeah, it's like saying you guys are you guys clearly love your team. You're a good supporter group. Like you all are. You awesome. didn't actually say anything that is against you know team no. rules. Oh man, not, we keep it PC. We don't keep. We don't like. There's no. There's no. Uh, there's no stuff that would make my mom embarrassed for us. Right. Which is the real. That's basically what I think of every time I speak out loud. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Is, would mom be angry at this? Would Jackie say, "What are you doing?" Yeah. I honestly think it won't surprise me if, and you know, there's no way for us to tell this, but goalies, at th- like keepers at this point have to know. Yeah. If you're going to Louisville, if you're playing there. You're going to get two sides. Woo! You better tough up. Both halves are going to be brutal. One side's going to be a blunt force instrument. Yeah. And one side is going to be surgical strikes. It's kind of the perfect combo. It is. I feel like it works well, and that's why it's best to have two supporters groups, one on either side yeah. of the pitch. So that's, that's what I expect. That's your expectations. All right, I will tell you that 
I have two levels of this right now. I've been going back and forth on it, and part of me thinks that you are right and that everybody will be gunning for us. And that means I think we might have a surprisingly difficult regular season. Yes. I think because it's going to be such an important game, we're going to get everybody's best shot. We may lose a couple of games that we didn't plan on losing. Right. I think we may get draws in games that we feel like we should win. Mm-hmm. And it'll be because people are really giving us everything they've got. Yeah. That maybe they're not coasting through a regular season game that they might have last year. Which is nothing but a compliment to us, honestly. No. I mean, And so I feel like we may, instead of being the number one seed out of the East like we were last year, or the number two seed like we were the years before that, mm-hmm. I feel like we may slip down the table a little bit here and be the three or the four. And that's fine. There are some good teams in the East this year. There are some good sides. Frankly, I really like what Pittsburgh's put together. Mm-hmm. I think Cincinnati and Nashville have both bought some great players. Yep. I think that uh, you're going to see New York Red Bulls is always tough to play against. And so there are a lot of tough teams in our division, and I'm not even trying to slight any of the other teams. Bethlehem might be good. Maybe some of the Canadian teams step their game up this year. I, I, I'm not trying to slight anyone. There are some good teams in yep. the East. And so it won't shock me if we aren't you know, top one or two in the league this year. I do, however, think that when we get to the playoffs, that we're, our depth is yes. going to show. And I think that once our guys can get up for every game, because it's tough when you're the champs to care about a Wednesday game in August. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. But when the playoffs show up, I think that our continuity, I think that Coach O'Connor's game planning, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that just our depth of talent is going to show out and that we'll have another really good postseason. Mm-hmm. That's one side of me. Okay. The other side thinks this team won a championship last year. We were really, really good. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've brought back the best parts of that team. Yeah. They've played together for one extra year. Mm-hmm. We brought in some complimentary pieces that are going to be really talented. Yeah. I think we're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. I mean, uh, with the exception of the possibility that we just, you know, can't get up for games that our opponents have as their Super Bowl. Right. I think we're going to be really tough to beat. I won't be at all shocked if we put together a hell of a regular season. No. So I can believe it if you tell me that three months from now we're looking at, you know, a fourth place team. I can also believe it if three months from now you tell me that we are top of the table by nine points, Mm -hmm. comfortably cruising in, maybe haven't, you know, maybe dropped one game, uh, taking points every week, and that we're making a deep run in in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open. Yeah. I believe that those are completely possible outcomes. So I won't, I won't be shocked in either sense. I will be shocked if we fall out of the playoffs. I will be shocked if we don't make a good representation of ourselves in the playoffs. Right. I think that now's the time to build momentum mm-hmm. going into the new stadium, mm-hmm. going into uh, a year where we're coming off a championship. You're going to have big crowds for those first couple of games. Yeah. You can suck them in for the rest of the year with a couple of good early performances, yeah. and that's going to make it real tough to play in Slugger. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to show up. No. So, those are my two. It's going to be one or the other, in my opinion. Either we're going to have a rough go in the regular season mm-hmm. and a nice postseason run, or we're just going to be like 0304 Arsenal and nobody can touch us. Yeah. Uh, Invincible. Here, here's a question to you. Um, how much nudity do you think there will be? <laughs> I feel like... And not yeah, just like, a like, shockingly one-track mind when it comes to soccer. I, I've, I've No, a, I feel like I'm asking the tough questions. Okay? <laughs> I've, been a, I've been a soccer fan for... I, I don't want to talk about how old I am, but for over 30 years I have loved the game of soccer. <laughs> And I'm telling you right now that no. never in my experience has there been that much nudity. I'm asking the questions that need to be asked. I'm like Andy Frederick 360. This is, okay, the, casual, this is, this the, is the casual fan's opinion that sex sells. It's like the first thing they teach you. <laughs> you are a salesman, and you know. Dude, come on. You you wouldn't have a roof over your head no. if you didn't have no. that one thing working for you. My first rodeo. I'm telling you right now, we have bantered once again. That was good. That was banter. That was good. We bantered. Probably more nudity than everybody was expecting. Keeps coming back, though. Well, and if you haven't met Andy, 
please come to Scouse's house for the first game of the year. Tell him your opinion about nudity. Yeah, I want And to know. whether it belongs in the game. I want to know. Uh, in any aspect of the game. We uh, want to take a moment and thank uh, sponsors. Uh, I'm not good at this part of it yet, so I will, I, I'll get there. I'll give you proper plugs as we go forward. But seriously, we want to thank Melwood Tavern. As mm-hmm. per usual, we want to thank Groundworks Landscape Management. Yeah. We want to thank Lighter Hearts. And uh, we're really excited about the sponsors we're going to have this year. They're looking good on the back of our t-shirt. Yeah. And... Uh, Going forward, we will actually give them plugs with their websites and phone numbers, but uh, that part of it is still a work in progress. Yeah. But we appreciate all the support they've given to Scouse's House, and all of them are. We wouldn't work with them if we didn't believe in what they were doing. Yeah. So We would also like to thank the nation of Chile. We would like to thank Chile and Argentina. And Argentina. It was a very South American, uh, a very South American podcast. Wonderful hosts. I also, uh, we're really excited that the website is going live this week. Maybe as early as tomorrow from when this podcast was being uh, recorded. So we can't wait for you to be able to listen to us officially instead of just getting it on the uh, yeah. the sneak previews <laughs> that we've been sending out to our friends, family, and other supporters. Uh, the podcast will be going wide this week uh, along with the rest of the website. We really appreciate the work that our web developer did, uh, the website looks incredible. We've seen some of the previews for it and she did an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, you'll be able to see her ad at the very bottom of the web page and please, if you have web development needs, check her out because she while will develop we, the hell out of your web. While we uh, while we kidded about uh, the, the type of person who was probably working on our website, uh, the bottom line was that was absolutely joking and uh, we know that the work she did was top notch. Mm-hmm. So, Everybody, please check out the Scouse's House website. That's www.scouseshouse.com. Buy your tickets from Dave Walkovic, Lee Nieves, and the entire ticket sales team. Ask for the best seats in the house, and they'll know what you're asking for. I want to thank Andy Frederick. You're welcome. I want to really thank Alexi Swahi. Yes. And I want to thank you for listening. So for tonight, until next week, when we will be able to talk about a real Scouse's House exciting <laughs> Lou City experience. Oh, man. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, guys. Have a good night, and go City. <laughs> <laughs>